It's our prep football preview here, and we're inching closer to the opening kickoff here in the state of North Dakota for Friday Night Lights. And with us now is Fargo Davies, first-year head coach. That's Wayne Wormeyer. And uh, Wayne, first and foremost, thanks very much for taking the time. Hope you and your family obviously are safe with everything that's been going on. But I know a sense of normalcy, a sense to get back on the practice field, uh, see some guys in helmets. Maybe you can blow a whistle and, and talk with the coaches and players. It has to be nice getting back on a practice field and just going, you know what, as much as 2020 has given me something else, this kind of goes back to what maybe I know uh, and love a little bit about, especially this year here at Fargo-Davies. Yeah, I mean, it's been absolutely phenomenal the last two days, and and you hit the nail on the head. I told the kids exactly that on Monday. I got to go out, and I got to blow my whistle on Monday, and and I got to go out, and I got to blow my whistle on Tuesday, and and that's really what we're doing is day by day, and until someone tells me we can't blow our whistle and go check out of these kids and they, they can't practice, uh, full board we're going to keep doing that the nice thing with this program Wayne even though it is your first year as a head coach you've been under Jason Theogis and you've been in this program for quite some time so I guess I'll ask it to you not to give me all the X's and O's in the game plan but when people watch Fargo Davies come Friday August 28th at Grand Forks Central is this going to look like the typical prototypical Fargo Davies squad that we're going to see out there or are you going to put some different wrinkles into the program here in 2020 you know, we've got a few wrinkles going in, but I think what you just said, the nice thing about being part of this Davies program is, is Jason Thiel, just in the incredible work he did for eight or nine or how many every years he was a head coach. I mean, he put his blood, sweat, and tears into this program, and unfortunately, we're not starting from scratch. I mean, he had to start from scratch with nothing. He didn't even have a, a practice field or school when he started. So I, I just I feel so fortunate what Jason did uh, for the team and for the kids. And we're starting with almost the same coaching staff. And we, we lost uh, Coach Thielgis, and, and he's phenomenal, and he's one of my good friends, and I, I still visit with him a lot. And we lost Coach Jacobson to retirement. But other than that, the entire staff's back, and, and we're working hard, and, and the kids are just working really hard. So we will look uh, you know, similar to uh, what a lot of people have seen before uh, with a few wrinkles, but we're not going away from the, the basics that have been successful for the Davis football program in the last eight years. And the nice thing is, too, anytime you can bring uh, you know a quarterback back and read Hartness, I know you have your son who had over 37 tackles last year at linebacker back. So as much as, yes, the Ty Satters and some of the other guys of the world who are gone as All-State players, there's also going to be that balance of some returners coming in, and that has to be nice for yourself, Wayne, as a first-year head football coach. It is, and a majority of our backfield is back. You know, Truman played a lot of fullback. Reed obviously played quarterback. Ethan Nancy played a lot of slot back. We have a couple kids that rotated in and out of wing. Uh, Colton Almy rotated a little bit there. Zach Mitchell played a little bit of wide out. So when you look at that, uh, a lot of our backfield is back, which is, is nice to not have to develop brand new skill kids. Or on the flip side of that, our offensive line, we have one kid coming back in, in Jordan Palmer. Uh, Carson Bollinger played a little bit up there for us on the O-line last year, so he brings some experience. Caden Valine played a little bit, so he brings some experience, but that is what we're working the hardest on right now is to find that mix of the six, seven, eight kids that we can trust up front that can really gel and, and take us to where we need to be. From now until, you know, August 28th as a coaching staff, what are you building? Obviously, you know, making sure the fits are right and the, and the proper plays, everyone knows what they're doing, both schematically, whether it's, you know, three phases of the game, offense, defense, and special teams. But what are you kind of putting in from now until you finally get to opening kickoff in terms of as a coaching staff that you want to see continue to grow every day? Well, from now until August 21st, we worry about Davies football. We worry about ourselves and we worry about the 
the core plays and, and the core alignments that we're going to be doing defensively that we think will make, make us successful. Uh, after that, we start looking at Grand Forks Central on August 22nd, August 23rd, and the kids come back on that Monday, and then we start talking about Grand Forks Central. But until then, we've got enough to worry about on, on Fargo Davies, and then we're just going through uh, what we believe are the cornerstones of our program, offensively, defensively, special teams, and that is what our focus is on right now is the Fargo Davies football team. How nice has it been, Wayne, as much as we have the spring, uh, the summer, the uncertainty of what the fall was going to bring? You mentioned it already that you've been able to blow your whistle a couple times for practices. How nice is it to be back on the field, but is it a lot different, or is it just a little bit more preparations pre, during, and post with some of the new guidelines that are out there here in 2020? Yeah, I mean, it's different. It's I, I don't know if it's a lot different. I, I think the kids at this point have gotten so used to hearing the word social distancing that it's just kind of becoming part of their vocabulary, and, and so they're kind of doing it naturally. Uh, there's some things that we've had to do. I mean, we have an ind- individual water bottles for the kids that have numbers on the lid and have numbers on the, the bottles so they can't get mixed and matched, and those bottles have to be kept separate. So there's no more going to the old water trough like all of us were used to and, and drinking it out of that PVC pipe and drooling all back on it. I mean, those days are gone. And so we have to plan out some of the water breaks a little bit different. And in some of our breaks, you know, we're trying to do less large group instruction and more small group uh, instruction. But it, uh, it, it's just one of those things that I, I think the kids need it. I mean, the kids need something normal to do. This whole COVID thing is, uh, my heart just breaks for a lot of these kids who have lost so much and, and, I, I honestly, I told someone the other day that, you know, the kids need football more than football needs the kids this year. And, and just for us to be able to give that to them is, is a great feeling. The one thing I'll say, uh, when you look at Fargo Davies, we, at least since, as you mentioned, since Jason has taken over and built that program and obviously a state championship, and then you kind of look at year in, year out, it seems like you're the top end uh, of the Eastern Dakota Conference here, Wayne. So if I take your squad out for Fargo Davies and I say, who might be an EDC contender? Who might be a state title contender? I, I know we still got a couple weeks left before we finally get to kickoff and there's no East-West games to kind of say, is the East maybe flexing their muscle early or the West? But on you know the middle part of August here, Wayne, what would you say early EDC and state title contenders? Well, yeah, I thought last year the EDC was as balanced or more balanced than I've seen it in the last you know twenty years. And I thought top to bottom the EDC that week in week out it was probably the toughest EDC schedule we played. And I don't think that's changing a whole lot. I mean, Cheyenne, I would say until Cheyenne, until someone beats them, they are the favorite. I mean, they have they run the table the last year, and I think the year before they were real close. I don't remember records exactly, but they're in that state championship game last year. And so I would say if I had to pick someone right now until someone knocks Cheyenne off, they are they're the king of the hill. Uh, Jay Gibson is going to have a phenomenal squad at West Fargo. Jay always puts a good team together. They're great coached. Uh, talking with Kozel over at, at South, he's excited about his team, and Roland at North is excited about his team. And, Got to spend a lot of time with Troy Matter in the summer because our boys played baseball together, and and Troy's got something good going on at Shanley too. So I, I don't see an easy game on the schedule. I haven't talked to a ton to the Grand Forks coaches, but uh, again, they're good coaches and they're going to have their squads ready to go. But I, I would say you know it, it's going to be a dogfight for the playoffs. There's seven quality teams I think in the East, and if you look at the West, I don't know a whole lot about what guys have coming back in the West, but Century's going to be good. I mean, the line is phenomenal. Uh, Gibson over at Bismarck always puts a good team together. Chauncey Hendershot, new head coach up at Minot. I had the fortune to coach with him at Moorhead for three years, and, and he's a great guy. I know he's going to have those guys prepared as well. 
And, uh, I mean, Mandan, he, they, they knocked us off in the playoffs. They just flat out came out uh, far going out physical to us in the playoffs last year. So, But until anybody beats Century and Cheyenne, it, it's, they're, they're, they're the top dogs right now, I think. Final thing for you, Wayne. Uh, just what's the overall message from a couple of practices and going into, so to speak, fall camp before you finally get to kickoff at the end of August? Just what's the message to your coaching staff and to this team here for the 2020 Fargo-Davies Eagles version on the football field? Pretty simple. Our message is tempo and physicality. We can play with a good tempo and we can compete every play and we can be physical every play. We look up at the scoreboard at the end of the game and hopefully we get more points than the other guy. Hey, it's simple as mud, or, well, sometimes mud if you like to go around in mud at least, and, and that's what you got to worry about sometimes in the fall when you finally get to that time of the year. Hey, Wayne, thanks so much for the time. Uh, speaking of mud, I know you don't have to worry about that too much anymore because of all the turf that's in and, and around the EDC, but thanks so much, Wayne. Yeah, we always tell our kids, we we got the home field advantage now. We're the only team playing on grass, but we'll uh, hopefully be on that turf soon too. So appreciate you covering high school sports.